Yes. <laughs> I am pumped up. Pumped to talk about two badass action epics of all time. Braveheart versus Gladiator. What is going on? We have here, that's right, on Versus, the 27th episode. We got the legends. The legends have returned. They have returned. We have Kung Fu Santa himself, Rick Myers. Oh, yeah, in the house. That's right. Films of Fury. You know the book. You know the movie. Go out and cop it. Buy it. That's right. Check out Iron Fist and Kung Fu Flicks, baby. Which That's I was right. in that for two seconds. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> they flew me down to LA, right? Pouring rain, drove the way to the studio, interviewed me for like 90 minutes, and I ended up in the film, in the documentary, for two seconds. <laughs> oh, no. I won't play that anymore, just for you. <laughs> and we have uh, the master remaster son. Just speaking of Frank, Frank Jang in house. That's right. Film. Maker, martial artist, stuntman, Kyle Wong in the house, Night Watch. Oh, yeah, we got a Night Watch party this Sunday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Make sure you guys show up. We're going to have a lot of fun. Kyle's going to be there. Oh, some of the cast is going to be there. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about awesome action movies. And, of course, you know, we got still got to represent the horror genre now. So we got, that's right, Hell Mr. Case. Tony of the Dead. That's right, Mr. Tony of the Dead, None of the Axe, and 72 Projects coming out soon. And if you're a movie lover and a mental music lover, that's right, Jax B. the Ripper is here in the house. First time on right, Versus. Bro. Oh, yeah. Welcome, welcome. She she, 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 she hooks me up with the, with the music and what's, what's hot and ready, what's out there. And I kind of hook her up with the movies. Just like, hey, you got to watch this. And she's that like, hey, you got to listen to we, this. We do work on that a lot. And then That's right. as well with soundtracks, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So this is going to be fun. Who got here in the movie dojo army showing up? We got Lady Danish, Jake Hall, Heather Love, Eva Lena, John Martinez, Robert in the house. Oh, yeah. They are flooding in. So let's get ready to talk about Braveheart. Uh, Rick, I'm going to change it. I'm going to go first since everything's kind of working right now. <laughs> All right. And then we'll go to Rick. So uh, 1995. Oh, oh, Jax, just really quick because you're new here. So uh-huh. what we're going to do, we're going to talk about Braveheart first. We're going to go around and talk about what we like and we didn't like about the movie. And then we'll talk about Gladiator. And then we'll vote yeah, at the end. That's what I kind of okay? figured, yeah. Just wanted to remind you. So. Okay. So 1995. Let's go back in time. My parents wanted to go to the movies. And I was just kind of like, all right, what movie are we going to go see? And, and they're all like, there's this Moon Mel Gibson uh, romantic movie out. I was like, okay, I like Mel Gibson from the Lethal Weapon movies now, but what, what are you doing, parents? What are you, <laughs> what are you dragging me to, man? What are you dragging me to? It's a romantic movie. They're like, ah, oh, there might be some fighting in it. I don't know. We saw, the t- we saw the TV spot that looked like there might be some fighting. And I was just like, all right. I, you know, I've tortured my parents, taking them to horrible movies in the past. So I was like, I said, I'll, I'll do them a solid. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'll go with them. And, you know, I like Mel Gibson from the Lethal Weapon movie, so let's go. I had zero expectations. I kind of barely really even seen the TV spot. Didn't really know anything about it at all. I just know it was supposed to be some love story. I'm like, eh, all right, let's go. So they take me to go see Braveheart. I'm sitting down, kind of enjoying the movie. It's starting. And then soon as they kill William Wallace's wife, the whole audience was silent. They were silent. They were like, what? Because, you know, in typical Hollywood fashion, oh, 
He's, I'm sure the hero's going to come in, save the day. And that didn't happen. And just the whole Prima Nocta thing was already fucked up. Like, no, no. I you know what? If that ever happened now, I'd be doing the same damn thing. But like, no, no, no. We're going to war. Fuck this. <laughs> we going to war. And so when, when Mel finally started to fight back, the audience and myself were like, dude, this is yes, yes. Kill these motherfuckers. Kill these assholes. <laughs> we are like, yeah. And then I had absolutely no idea the movie was going to be this violent. I was like, holy shit. He just cut that guy's leg off. Holy shit, this happened, this happened. And you could see the, the, uh, the, the, the rebels, you know, the rebellion kind of slowly rise when William Wallace fights back to get revenge. And the whole, like, everybody was brawling. And we, it was just something raw, gritty, dirty, animalistic about the film. And I was just, I couldn't believe... I couldn't believe what I was watching, especially when they, when it finally got to the big, huge, massive battles. I was like this in the theater, you know, and, you know, the audience react, the, the way they reacted to certain things, it was just a phenomenal movie going experience. And, and Braveheart, remember, you, you, got, I had to, you got to be there, 1995 in the theater, zero expectations. Braveheart goes down as one of my best movie going experiences I've ever had. In the, in the history of the theater. And him yelling freedom at the end, it got me. This movie made me want to jump out of my seat and charge the field, okay? Like, I wanted to charge the field. I wanted to be the first in line to kill these motherfuckers. And, you know, it's just it's just a phenomenal movie, man. Like, it really, it's one of those movies where, at the, this is how I felt at the time, that when I walked out of the theater, it stayed with me. It stayed with me. I love the cinematography. I love the, the action scenes, the stunts. The score is wonderful. And uh, it, it had great villains you love to hate. And I even enjoyed, you know, I mean, Mel did a great job in terms of directing and stuff. But I, I, I even enjoyed the side characters, man. I mean, I mean, I loved his best friend. I loved his best friend's dad. That was the toughest old man in the history of movies. He gets his arm, he gets his hand cut off, still fighting. <laughs> like He's like the toughest badass arrow in the chest he just breaks it off still fighting i was like dude this guy's my hero you know i love that guy and especially this dude this let me see if i can find the gif here <laughs> y'all know this guy right here your island yeah it's mine <laughs> this guy is nice. great Wonderful. yeah it's, it's my island it's like, mine. This is like so great like you know especially I, I love the part of the movie too where he's just like you know the Lord says he can get me out of this shit, but he, but you're fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> He's telling William Wallace. <laughs> like uh, some some fun characters too, and uh, you know a villain you love to hate. Uh, it just hit me the right way. It was the perfect timing. No expectations. Thought I was gonna see. I thought I was gonna be some some bullshit romantic movie, and it was just gonna be kissy kissy the entire film. I had absolutely no absolutely no idea what I was about to watch, <laughs> and it stayed with me. And rewatching it recently in 4K, the picture quality is great for both of these movies in 4K, by the way. Like, beautiful. And rewatching it, I, I still still get the feels. It still works. It may not work for everyone, and that's fine. That's what Versus is for. Uh, but it's it's phenomenal, and uh, I love this movie. All right, you got, Rick. You got it in 4K so you could see them when they moon in, in frontal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, pick up the kilt, man. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Rick. Braveheart. Well, you know, that's, it just goes to show what happens if you see it when it came out, at the time it came out. It's a completely different experience than watching it years later. 
Because for movies like the ones we're talking about tonight, which are both Oscar winners and both unique of their time, um, then you, you, don't, you don't see when they're this successful and this influential, if you don't watch it when it first comes out, you watch it later when all these other movies are ripping it off. Mm -hmm. All the other movies are doing variations. So when you finally get around to watch it, it's kind of like, oh, I've seen this before. Oh, this is so slow. You know, but if you saw it at the time, you saw it in the history, the development of the cinema. And my situation was similar to yours. I was a great fan of Mel Gibson because he's only the second uh, major filmmaker I'm aware of where his fetish is, is glaringly apparent. Quentin Tarantino is the first. Yep. You know, his fetish is glaringly apparent. <laughs> Mel, uh, I forgot who said it, whether it was Judith Christ of the New York Times or Pauline Kael of the New Yorker. Somebody termed Mel Gibson's movies, especially with this film, because what you said was absolutely right, Samurai, which is when the woman died, it became a different movie. And that movie was called by this critic, All Mel Breaks Loose. <laughs> and if you look at all his movies, there's always a torture scene. That's his fetish. And after that, all Mel Breaks Loose. And it creates... And it creates an excitement in all the films that I've seen. And if you and if you understand that now, you can watch all of Mel's stuff. The other thing about this movie, which became glaringly apparent with the next film, which is this is the last of its kind. This is a film that was made with real horses, real people, real countryside. And I don't care, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of CGI, especially how well it's developed. But even I have to admit that even though it's become super realistic and motion capture is all awesome, and, you know, the new What If uh, animated series and the animation is becoming great, there's just something about the human soul connecting with recognizing other actual humans made up of flesh and blood and horses made up of flesh and blood, and countryside that's not made out of digital ones and zeros. And this really was the last one. I grew up on David Lean films, Lawrence of Arabia, Bridge on the River Kwai, uh, and all the other you know, awesome, real epics where you know the filmmakers had to actually go and do it. And, and somehow I knew this was going to be it. And sure enough, it was. So as such, despite this, and interestingly enough, Mel Gibson's mental problems only add to the beauty and sadness of this film. And his scream of freedom was not just, you know, we all know the accuracy of the history. You know, if you go into Wikipedia, you can see they have a huge list of all the inaccuracies. But that's another thing I loved as a big Jackie Chan fan. I love a movie that also reflected the soul of the filmmaker. And when Mel screams freedom, he's not just screaming for William Wallace. He's screaming for the torture of his own psyche and his own life and the thing that will eventually sabotage him, his own tainted soul and sadness. 
So, yeah, very impressive film. Carry on, everyone. Was there any nitpicks, any negatives that you think you would have tweaked? No, you see, I, I knew the history already. And I don't really care if it's not accurate to history as long as there's a reason it's not accurate to history. And in this film, there was a reason. It was as much a story of Mel breaking loose as it was of William. He just was using William Wallace's story as his ticket to ride. And as right. such, I, I forgave it everything. I don't, I mean, I didn't have any, I loved the soundtrack. Yeah. I loved, um, I just love, it was just a, a great experience in the movie theater. I, it made me miss more than, you know, I'm sorry I, I sort of did this show because it reminds me of how much I miss that kind of cinema experience. I don't miss as much now because I have a big screen and beautiful stereo and all the screens that I go to in Connecticut are pretty small. But when I went to this one, it was Babu yeah. and it was the last of its kind. Copy that. Kyle. So I agree with Rick that if you saw this way after it came out, all the films that ripped it off, Perry did it, it, it taints it in a way. And this was my first time watching the film, knowing that all the parodies that came out and everything else. But I actually watched it with a fresh open mind and I sat there watching it. And still to this day, Mel Gibson knows what he's doing when he's a director and an actor. And I praise him for actually, well, as Rick said, like when all out shooting on the actual countryside, getting actual practical horses that get cut up during the during the whole invasion where those soldiers are trying to take his wife at the in the beginning and and I just remember it was just like this built good setup of who William Wallace is, why he chooses not to fight alongside his countrymen even after his father and brother die. And then once his wife is getting attacked, he finally gets a chance to save her. In the end, he realizes, oh, she didn't meet me. And it cuts, like you said, Samurai, it cuts to the fact that these English soldiers are killing her right then and there. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. We're going this route, okay. And, yeah, I I just, there's not much I can say about this because I'm not, I'm not a history buff or anything else, but I appreciated how this film was shot and just how we see... Mel Gibson just rallying all the Scotsmen <laughs> exactly like that. And how he says, oh, you might have heard the legends about me. Like shooting fire thunderbolts out of my ass. William <laughs> Wallace is 12 feet tall. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, we could go through as many historical like figures where they say Juan Yu is like nine feet tall and just standing with the staff. I'm like, man, I want to meet a nine feet tall <laughs> warrior like that and just be like no i don't want to mess with you but other than that like mel gibson did a really great job all the way from beginning to end and i got nothing more to say to that uh uh, the nitpicks is it's gonna be the same thing as gladiator mostly because i have not seen both these films when they came out and it is gonna be the fact that meme culture and the parodies are have just tainted everything pretty much right right it's funny you brought up the, uh, the the horses and stuff like that. It, that was one of the... I remember several interviews with Mel, and they were saying, 
Warren, how could you do that to the horses? And he's like, well, <laughs> the horse, no horses got injured. Yeah. Like there's like very small minimum use of computer technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one, the one with the, the, the horse got impaled, but the whole, to that scene, yeah. that, that stick was, you know, computer imagery. No, yeah. no animals got hurt. But, uh, I, I remember constant interviews and then I remember this one lady saying to Mel, did you have to make it that violent? It's just this overboard with the violence. Why'd you do it? And Mel's like, because it's fucking war. Actually, you can use that for him. He's like, it's war. War should be scary. War should be violent. This is how it should be. You know, so I thought that was funny. Uh, Jax, go ahead. Oh, good, okay. good and bad. Go for it. I don't have the same love for Mel Gibson as you guys do. Okay. <laughs> I just never liked them. Okay. My family loved them. Okay, so I went in. It was about uh, my mom and everyone else in my family tried to get me into it, and I was like, nah, like she's like, fuck yeah. no. Uh-huh. So I did not know there was a love story. <laughs> I didn't know any of that. I just the one thing I always heard was about the ending. So. And it's funny because I was confused about, not confused, but eventually I was confused until Samurai here told me what really happened. I was like, oh, I thought they cut his junk off. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know it was the intestines because that's what I was told because I guess a lot of other people around me thought that's what happened. So that's what I was told. And I was expecting to see some guy raise the junk up and I was heavily disappointed because that didn't happen. <laughs> so the ending did nothing for me. I did not give a fuck about the ending. So I'm just going to be okay. straightforward with that. Right. However, I did enjoy the movie, but I don't think I would rewatch it again. It was enjoyable. Okay. I did like the scenery. I did like that they actually went out there and filmed. Um, that was great difference from Gladiator. Let's just say that. Um, and I, I knew right away with both these movies they were going to be historically accurate. So I, I, I it's kind of hard to do it anyways. So, yeah. Um, but I like the child acting, and I don't like children at all. <laughs> and okay. Especially yeah. child actors because I feel like all the children that try to do an adult movie, they look like they haven't left the set of Nickelodeon. <laughs> So I did like I like that got the feels to me. I'm not going to lie. Those first 10 minutes, I was like, wow, I actually feel bad for these kids. Yeah. And yeah. So and I like right away because you knew I was going to like the violence in this and everything. Oh, yeah. So the first 10 minutes when I saw all those people hung, it was like looking at a Cannibal Corpse album, the suicidal gallery. So that was beautiful right there. I loved it. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that. So however, if you would have told me. And I'm glad you didn't, though, because if you would have told me that this was a love story, I would have been like, fuck you. I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was because like, I'm not a big mom romantic. and dad. What are you doing to me? It, me it to was this. still like I still couldn't get into the romance. Like, literally, I was just like, hurry it up. I, I really don't care about you both. <laughs> just, uh-huh. I just yeah, couldn't. Yeah. yeah, it's like, no, I, I just I don't even like romance in my favorite anime sailor moon i hated her boyfriend <laughs> i wanted her to end up with her kidnapper right <laughs> so, but yeah but besides all of that it was a really good movie yeah i did enjoy it okay. um and i understand before somebody tells me like well the point was because of the relationship and what was the other what was the thing called i forgot what they called it but basically the kidnapping of the brides and everything right really right. i would have been just huh 
Primanaka. Okay. Yeah. I would have been fine with just that, to tell you the truth. I would have been able to follow it, but I understand how not everyone that wouldn't have not captured everybody's attention. So, yeah. Um, other than that, like the nitpickiness that I had with it, but it's kind of the same thing with Gladiator. So I don't know if I should just wait to Gladiator and say it. So I guess I'll just do that. There's one certain nitpickiness to it, but. Other than that, yeah, it was just with the you love say, story. Say, and it, I say, just it don't... Now, say it now while it's in your head so you won't forget. Oh, okay, fine. Well, it's just because, okay. like, okay, I try to keep this out because I come more from, like, the makeup artist background. But I, especially in the 90s, in the 90s, they were very heavily about this, like, making their actors look good. I was just not convinced that, that Mel Gibson got his ass beat because of how perfect his face was. Okay. So that's just a nitpickiness right there, right from, there. From the because when I went to school and everything, they were like, no, you got to make it look mm-hmm. as realistic as possible. But it's also, you got to remember, they have agents. They want them to look good at all times. I was just never convinced that Mel Gibson got the shit beaten out of him. Okay. He was too pretty. <laughs> oh, and then at the end when they're stretching him out or whatever, uh-huh. how is it all this is red, but yet this, I could see all the foundation. So that's the same yeah. nitpickiness I had with Gladiator too. But then again, I have to tell myself it was a different time. They have right. all these people around them. They're like, no, even in wrestling, it happened. Fucking The Rock had to look pretty the whole time because he had a <laughs> film to go do. <laughs> so even in wrestling, it happens. Right. But yeah, that's yeah, my huge nitpickiness. But I also know it's out of my control. So more more facial damage. Little bit more, more we all oh, come on. You're gonna get kicked left or right in the fucking face, and you I mean you're not gonna tell me you're gonna have like swells for days or uh, months. Jax, come on. We <laughs> all live in a world of physiology-free video games. You know, you're gonna complain about that after watching John Wick three? Come on. <laughs> I don't think she's seen John Wick three. I haven't, yeah. No. <laughs> Any movie in the last five years. These I'm pretty sure it hasn't gotten better either. Countries can handle, and they don't have a mark. Did you see F9? No. Yeah. She no. <laughs> no. I'm trying to get her back into movies, Rick. I'm trying. She's trying to get me back because I've kind of lost touch yeah, yeah. within the last six years. It's an interesting yeah, point, though, from the argument, makeup department. You're not going to be able to watch a single movie of the last decade. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you, and that's why I just stick to anime and wrestling. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Interesting point, Jack. Interesting points. All right, Tony. Uh, well, this was the first time I watched it um, in years, and I didn't get to see it in the theater. I saw it when it came out to rent, and you know, it was like on the double tape because it was you know that long of a movie. And I, I have a different experience watching it now than I did then. Um, because, you know, back then it still affected me with the way, you know, what they did to his wife and, you know, all that, like how he didn't want to even go to the meeting to like form anything. And then, I'll, and then it's just like, fuck that. I'm t- taking them all on. And now I watch it from a totally different perspective. Like, what if that was my wife, you know, and I'm picturing my wife that and I, it's like, I'd do the same thing. Like I would go ape shit and. I found myself actually, you know, tearing up a few times uh, thinking of this stuff because I'm big emotional baggage and uh, I'm a teddy bear. (laughs) (laughs) I've been told. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's a different experience now, but like I still really loved watching it. Um, And I found myself after all these years of not seeing it, I'm still quoting the whole thing 
like as I'm going, which my wife hates, but like, <laughs> and she, I go, you saw Braveheart, right? She goes, yes, you talked about it all the time. You talk about it all the time, which I don't, but I've mentioned it probably enough times that she knows that. But uh, it's just, it's such a, I, I don't know the inaccuracies, you know, but I don't care because I'm, the movie is good to me, you know? Right. Um, Steven's my favorite in the movie. You know, the, he's great. I love how you think it's going to be him to come in and take Wallace out, but it's actually, yeah, yeah. he's saving him. I didn't like him anyway. He wasn't <laughs> right in the head, you know? Right in the head. Yeah, he, he's great. And he's like, this can't be William Wallace. I'm prettier than this man. <laughs> you know, they like think he's nuts. He's great. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. like, it's like they're having that wedding in the beginning. And then everything's nice and fine. And then the, the soldiers come in and it just turns into shit. Oh, it's just, it's, uh, it's touching. And then. I didn't know that about the horses, though. I mean, I figured they didn't get killed or anything. But no, like, no. I wondered how do they how do they do that? Because it's very yeah. convincing, yeah. you know. Even even for back 95. then. Um, I guess the one nitpick I would have is that, believe it or not, I wish it was longer, because I feel oh, like wow. all of a sudden we get to him, and bam, he's caught, and then that's the end of the movie. Oh, I feel like it goes quick I there. I agree. Interesting. Yeah. I yeah agree. I, I, even though it's what like two and a half hours or something, three I, hours, three hours. I yeah. I wanted it. I you know I sat down three hours and watched it. That's how much I I like this movie. It's like one of my top movies, and nice. uh, yeah, I I really like it. And right. uh, that'd be my nitpick, really. Just be long. I, I understand what Jack says about the makeup and that too, because that I do that constantly with newer movies with like things that like. Well, why don't they just do this instead? Like it's in the script. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get to do my, you know, I, I was the guy who, for the first time, got special effects makeup artists like Dick Smith, Rick Baker, Tom Savini, all these guys I promoted. I was one of the guys who cut, cut through Starlog and my books and all these, I, and Famous Monsters, I put them all on the cover. So believe me, I visited all their, all their places. I promoted them all these years. So believe me, I know what you're talking about from a make. They know what you're talking about from a makeup. Yeah. Yeah. But again, seeing what makeup has become since then, I mean, oh, at least oh, yeah. you know they have a scar. There's a scene. There's a scene in F9 where they're thrown across the the car goes like this. They uh -huh. land with all the windows broken, and they're fine. No, no seat belts. No, no. Uh, uh, bags, <laughs> and they're side by side without a scratch. <laughs> oh man, without a bruise. Oh my goodness! Again, John Wick goes right. up the top of the hotel, you know, uh, Continental hits hits the the metal fire escape, goes straight down. Doesn't even land on mattresses or in a dumpster. He goes face first on. <laughs> sidewalk from at least six stories if not <coughs> six stories not a scratch so listen Jax you've got a lot to look forward to <laughs> we got we got it we got it you got a new series on your channel now Jax you're gonna point out Oh, no. I don't think my audience is going to care about that. <laughs> It'll be fun for us. I, I actually ha have want to know your opinion on Guns Akimbo's Samara Weaving's look on that Oh, if that, that ever happens, 
What is okay, it? Okay, yeah. I haven't like, seen this like, what? See, Guns Akimbo, like, Samara Weaving has, like, a beat up face. but granted, By the like, end, right? Yeah, by the I end. I've only seen it once, but yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Oh, honestly, what movie is that? I can't remember that one. Yeah. The, make, the makeup's much better on television. I was That's watching. True. Yeah. I was yeah. watching Professor T, and he got beat up in jail, and they did some nice work. Oh. Nice work. All right. Well, they did give Mel the cut across his forehead and yeah, like, that's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, at least after the battle, a little bit, a little bit. But you don't, anyway. you don't want him looking like Rocky the whole movie. <laughs> uh, but, Jack, Jack, but I love Rocky. That's the thing because yeah. of both purposes too. Oh, nice! Hey, you love Rocky. Believe that's me, awesome. if, if Mel had his way, he'd get he'd get it all. It's not yeah. his decision because you see what he did in uh, uh, the uh, his Jesus movie. Oh yeah, every got, single cut. Yeah, he got destroyed. Every single cut. Yeah. Uh, so what else I was thinking, Sue Samurai, with this when we were talking to Patrick Kilpatrick, he yeah. said about the little boy in the beginning. Instead of having him run up to the horses, he had him stop and turn and get the water and that. Right. I was thinking about that, like, and again, Jack said about the little kids. I'm Samurai and I are kind of saying with the kids too. Like, we don't want to say anything bad, but sometimes they suck. You know, <laughs> no, they, like, they, 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 they have no problem. They don't. I have no problem. They don't. They don't need to be there. You know, yeah, just it's very like, rare you get a really good performance. But out the of kids kid. in this were very good actors. <laughs> yeah, they were good. They were. That was yeah. a good point. The little Thank girl and that, like him crying, like that made me tear up. And then him having that flower years later, and she's like, "What's this?" And then she's like, oh, "It's the flower." That's keep in mind. Adults sometimes suck too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, Jack's yeah. pointed out a, a fun fact uh, with both movies. The, I, can't, I can't remember the name of the actor, but he was the one with the scars. Chib. Yeah, he's he in, played Chibs on uh, Sons of Anarchy. But yeah. she pointed out that that actor's in both of these movies. Yep, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Uh, Frank, one, one other thing. Oh, go ahead, Tony. <laughs> um, that, that gets to me was when he says freedom. It's, it's not exactly the freedom that he's when he yells it. It's the look on his friends' faces. They're just like. Stephen yeah. just closes his eyes like, oh, that this is it, you know? Yeah. And that gets good to acting. Me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all I want to say. <laughs> I, want, I want to see not, Tony charge the field. Yeah, it's not it's yeah. not Robin Hood's death in Robin and Marion that gets you. It's the look on Little John's face. There you yeah, go. Very much so. Frank. If I were to charge the oh. field, I'd be the first one to get hit by an arrow. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'll stand in the back. I'll just cherry pick. You like that guy hit me now? Hit me ass with an arrow. That's me. You guys are doing great. That's it. You standing in the back. <laughs> All right, right, uh, Frank. Braveheart, a romance rated R. <laughs> <laughs> I have a you know different you know I have a different experience with this film as opposed to you guys because I've never seen this film until like two hours ago or three hours ago. Oh my goodness! Uh, and then thanks to you know this episode, I never oh, had Braveheart. I never owned Braveheart, and then. I thought, well, okay, we're going to do this episode. I better go get it. And it just so happened, you know, I was able to get this twofer, which is actually nice. cheaper than getting Braveheart on 4K by itself because I already got Gladiator much earlier. But anyway, no, I think this is a fine film. I mean, you know, you guys talk about all the cliches and stuff. It really didn't bother me at all, you know. Um, <clears throat> you know, when I watched it, I, I wasn't thinking about those cliches at all. I was just, you know, I was involved in it. I, I was immersed in it. I like the cinematography. I like the action, I like the acting. I like the music, you know. Um, and of course, you know, the, the theme about freedom, independence, you know. You know, let me look at, I mean, 
I hope Hong Kong still get to see this film. You know, uh, pretty soon I think they're gonna ban this film, um, <laughs> right? I mean, but yeah, I mean, uh, the story was good, and I like how, you know, the the thing that I like the most about the film it, it started small, right? It started you know within this little family, kids, you know, guys, and then it got bigger and bigger. The scales got bigger and bigger until you you get to that middle epic battle, you know, which was really well done. I mean, this this battle fantastically done. Um, you know, brutal. I mean, I expected it to be brutal. I mean, hey, it's Mel Gibson, right? I mean, what do you expect? So, but again, um, I didn't feel that it was, I mean, I, you know, I, I didn't feel that it was cliche. I, I, I kind of like how earnest the story was. I had no idea how accurate it is. It's why I was asking Rick, did he actually sleep with the, the, the Queen of England? You know, I mean, I have no idea, you know. It's a rumor. Okay, it's a rumor. All right. But, but you know, I was intrigued because um, it's Sophie Marceau being the Queen. <laughs> um, and um yeah i mean the scale of it nice cinematography and and i i agree with uh, tony i wish the film was longer i wish in the end they that final battle i wish they showed the final battle you know that that battle that won them ultimately the the, the independence i was hoping to see it i was expecting them you know him to show it but i guess it's not to be uh, but other than that i think it's a fine film you know like I said, and i have two minor nitpicks about the film one uh, the battle in the middle was so impressive that I thought that anything, all the other action sequences that came afterwards, couldn't couldn't compare. I agree with that. Couldn't I compare with that. that, you know. And I was, I that, and that's why I was kind of disappointed that in the end it didn't show that final battle. I was hoping, you know, you're gonna have this big finale with this big battle or whatever battle. I mean, it couldn't doesn't have to be big, but it should show the battle that won them the, the independence. You know, I was I was expecting that. It, they didn't show it. And two, not enough to be more so. That's what I'm going to say. There's, there, as late as 2016, Mel Gibson was saying that he has a four-hour cut of the movie. Oh and goodness. he was offering it, sadly, because of his present reputation. You'll probably not see it because uh, normally the studio would say, yeah, we can make more money off of this. But his name is Mud. So but did they film the actual battle in the end? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they no. did? No. No. That sucks. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, go to that would have been the perfect Wikipedia. Wikipedia. They go into detail. Wow. The the four-hour Mel Gibson cut. I know. <laughs> the, no, the four-hour freedom cut. The freedom. There you go. Freedom. Release the freedom cut. <laughs> Release oh, the freedom. Man, I did not know I, that. Wow, that I, blew my mind. Uh, I enjoyed uh, this actor as well. Very, I very that was great Kyle Urban, you know. <laughs> Very great performance. You know, yeah. there was like a follow-up movie about yes, Robert the Bruce. Always had uh, very limited release. With the same actor, same yep. this guy. Yep. Was it any, was it any good though, Rick? I never know? saw it. Okay. I believe it was only released in in the UK. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I was. I didn't know if anybody knew if it was any good. But yeah, this this villain guy, this guy was something else. Yeah, that's my another problem with this film. I thought the villain was just a little bit too. You know, too cardboard. Just a little bit too cardboard. Oh, okay. Patrick yeah, okay. McGowan, man. Patrick McGowan. Yeah. All right. It's interesting. Uh, you said that about uh, Frank, about the, the the middle battle being the best one. Right. I agree with you on that. But I have a similar experience with Gladiator too. So we're gonna when we get to Gladiator, I'll, I'll talk to uh, talk about that. But yeah, uh, phenomenal. Everybody brought up some really great points. Snicked. And uh, <laughs> phenomenal movie. And now it's time to fast forward five more years to Gladiator. 
in the year 2000. That's right. Uh, directed by the great... Directed by the great Ridley Scott, who, uh, when he used to make good movies, uh, directed by him. Yeah, I I said it. And, uh, but yeah, love, love his old work. I'm a fan of his old work. I love Prometheus. This looked badass. I was already ready. Like, Braveheart was a surprise to me. Gladiator, I saw the trailer. I'm like, I'm going to see that. I was already a fan of of Russell Crowe at the time because of LA Confidential, which is a really great, badass, uh, gangster, cop and gangster movie. And uh, I was I already liked him since then, so I had I, I already knew he was going to be good in the movie. Went to go see it with some buddies, and man, I love the soundtrack of the movie. Cinematography is great. The performances are great. And you know when it got to this scene right here, this wow! Ooh. When it got to the well, first, he stabs the motherfucker twice. <laughs> he stabs him and walks around. Then he pulls it out, wow, and then he does. Are you not entertained? Scene and walks around. Are Seeing that in the theater, yeah. <laughs> this is not why you're here. That's yeah. not why you're here. There you go, Frank. <laughs> Love it. Love it. After that scene in the theater, I stopped, turned over to my buddy over here, my buddies, and I said, "This is a fucking badass movie, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. That's that was my reaction to it. Really enjoyed it. Uh, we'll we'll get to my nitpicks in a little bit though. But overall, kick-ass movie. Really liked it. But in terms of the performances, it was great seeing Oliver Reed in here. Rest in peace, uh, Rick. This was his last movie, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So rest in peace, Oliver Reed. And uh, really enjoyed it. But, but believe it or not, I mean Russell Crowe was great. He killed it, right? But believe it or not, to me, I'm sure other people probably different. The standout performance in the movie that made me go. Who was this guy? Was from Walking Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. He real because I wasn't yeah. really familiar with Walking Phoenix's work. <clears throat> I knew he was an actor. I knew he made movies, but I wasn't really, I wasn't gonna go out and watch a Walking Phoenix movie. You know what I mean? Or, or a movie he's co-starred in. But man, he was like you want strangling like you. He wanted to. He was so slimy and perverted <laughs> and evil. And just like he he for me was the was the really most memorable outstanding performer in the entire film. I mean, hands down. Hands down. And he would have these vulnerable moments and then he would have these disgusting <laughs> moments, right? <laughs> and then like you know, and then I think one of my favorite moments in the movie in terms of his performance is when he goes down there to congratulate you know, the gladiator, the Spaniard. And we have the big iconic reveal mm-hmm. of Maximus. Gluxumix Maximus turns around <laughs> <laughs> and says <laughs> and says his name. And his face is like, oh, this motherfucker's still alive. Oh, I'm about to he just looks to his men. And the crowd loves him. They love him. So he has no choice but to spare him. And watch Walking Phoenix's eyes. His face. Uh, look at his face right there. Like he's just like, I can't believe I'm making this decision right now. <laughs> he mm-hmm. just he wants to kill him. And he just can't because the crowd won't let him. I mean, he really, to me, was the standout performer in the film. So really enjoyed the movie a lot. When later, you know, I got out, I was like, yo, Gladiator, check it out. Call my other buddies and then say, yo, Gladiator's a badass action movie. Check it out. 
when time went by, and they, I, I didn't pay attention to the Oscars, <coughs> and they said, Gladiator, best picture. This was my honest reaction. Gladiator? <laughs> that was my honest reaction. Was, wait, Gladiator? Wait, the badass action movie that we had fun with? That got best picture? Were there no, was there no other competition? <laughs> I know it sounds like I'm being a dick, but that was my honest you get honesty here on the channel. That was my honest reaction. I was kind of surprised um, that that won and sweeped everything. Uh, again, I don't know what else came out that year. Maybe they didn't have competition. or, But but the thing is, is like the movie's so good and well done that I can't really argue against. You know what I mean? Like, Russell Crowe wins, great. Like, you know, I can't really argue against it because um, it was such a well-made film. But it did catch me off guard. I will be honest with that, and I had to share that story with you guys. I was like, "Hmm." The more more rewatch it now, still really love it. It's still badass. Rewatching it the other day in 4K, still a kick-ass movie. I mean, you know, obviously it's early 2000s, so obviously you know some of the CGI isn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to do what they had to do. It's early 2000, uh, especially watching on a 4K TV. <laughs> you know, you really see things stick out. Um, <laughs> But uh, in terms of uh, badassity, oh man, like it, there's some great stuff in here. Really great action, really great violence. But to to go to go before I move on and hand it over to to Rick, I would have to, you know going back to what Frank mentioned, the big first arena battle when they finally get there, and it's the chariots and pe- the, the the female gets cut in half, and it's they had to actually work together and uh, Maximus uses his military skills to to get the other gladiators together and work as one, and then they respect him after that. That was phenomenal. That was amazing. But everything else after that fell flat for me in terms of action. Even the action with this right, Sven Arnold Schwarzenegger's bodyguard buddy, Sven. <laughs> and I don't know, just look back at Arnold Schwarzenegger. Go look back at Arnold Schwarzenegger's movies. You will see Sven in all of his movies getting killed. It's hilarious. You were like, hey, it's that guy. It's Sven. But it was cool seeing Sven in the movie uh, having the big uh, throwdown fight here. I mean, it was cool, you know, him having his big moment. And this was a fun fight. But the tigers, sometimes the tiger effects worked. Sometimes they didn't. Sometimes you could totally tell the tiger is not there. You know what I mean? Even then, I think even then when the movie came out, I was like, okay, well, that's kind of cool. But, oh, okay, that didn't look right. Something didn't look, something looked off. With the tiger battle, uh, but but other than that, the other action se- sequences were phenomenal, and uh, I really enjoy this movie. Really like it. All right, Rick Gladiator. Well, first of all, interestingly enough, the Robert the Bruce movie came out in 2019. Oh, okay. And, and was banned from UK cinemas because Westminster did not want a movie about the freedom of Scotland. Uh, so it may be coming. It was supposed to be on. Not, they're still talking about it for Netflix and whatever. So we may get to see it soon. But it's the same actor, and it's a sequel, and we'll see what happens. Meanwhile, in 2000, here are the nominees for Best Picture. Okay. And, you, and why don't we all vote? I mean, I have seen these movies, but you, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I think you have. All right. These were the movies that were nominated for Best Picture that year. Okay. Traffic. Does anybody Ooh, remember? I saw, I saw I traffic. Remember, yeah. Okay. I saw traffic. Aaron Brockovich. Oh, God. No. I remember that movie. No. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Chocolat. I remember that one. <laughs> Is that Johnny Depp? Yeah. yeah Johnny Depp. I have not seen it. 
Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That was nominated? Uh, and it lost? Well, it won Best Foreign Film, right? Huh? Didn't it win Best Foreign Film? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't going to win Best Picture. Gladiator won Best Picture. Now, out of those group, of course, I and probably Frank and probably other people on this panel would go for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> but the Weinsteins were not going to allow that. No. Yeah. No. So Gladiator just got super lucky in a very soft year. Right. Very soft year. Wow. Interesting. Because I remember going to see Gladiator and enjoying it. Yeah. It was only afterwards that I began to taste the, um, what should I call it? The neutral sweet in the back of my throat. I started to get the neutral sweet or sacker. I started to get... The artificial ingredient burn in my throat and the little headache from the NutraSweet, from the fake sugar. Again, I had been watching how movies were changing. And Gladiator, to my mind, even though I, I liked the director, not a, more than I liked his brother, Tony Scott, I felt was very artificial. But Ridley still could you know, make a good, solid film even though he he was even then doing derivative movies, movies that were familiar to other genres. He would do his versions of them. But to me, Gladiator was like a really good TV movie. Uh, the, the choice of shots, the way they did it, the, the, there was an artificiality about it, you know, with the, with the death of Oliver Reed and what they had to do to keep him in the film. Um, there was just, it, it, yeah, it was only later that I got a bad taste in my mouth mm -hmm. and in my mind. It was like, not a terrible taste. I mean, I wouldn't have spit it out. But I've had really good pizza and I've had really mediocre pizza. And I prefer the really good pizza because I've had them all. If all I knew was really mediocre pizza, then I would think mediocre pizza was really good, but I know better. So I was just kind of like, enjoyed it why I saw it, but I've never, unlike Braveheart, I don't think I, I've seen parts of Gladiator again. I have not seen the whole movie again, because why? There are better movies to watch again. Some of the ones I've already mentioned, the epic ones that I grew up with. So, yeah, it was good, but not, not great as far as I, I was concerned. Okay. All right, copy that. Uh, same, with music, same with everything. And Jacques and Fina, absolutely. That was the other flaw. You you nailed it, Fat Samurai. You absolutely nailed it. The movie's called Gladiator. It's not called Emperor. Ah. What? Who's the guy you remember? Not the Gladiator. Yeah. Right. Copy that. Kyle. So, again, I watched this right after I watched Braveheart. And thanks <laughs> to meme culture, everything just, like, <laughs> sort of ruined everything. But at the same time, I... Once I started watching this film, I, everyone quotes, every, like, are you entertained or even all of Joaquin Phoenix's, like, mannerisms. The one thing that I did not remember, but it was everywhere, was when, like, you see Russell Crowe's character telling his army, on my signal, unleash hell. I was like, oh, yeah, this line was in here. I totally <laughs> forgot about this line. And I was like, does anyone quote this anymore? And I was like, only one person does. And it's Corey Taylor from Slipknot. Ah. Every time during his like sets, when 
he tells everyone just to get on the ground during this one song. Right. And then he says, on my signal, unleash hell. And he tells everyone to jump the fuck up and everyone just starts jumping in the concert. I'm like, okay. But other than I don't that, know how, like, how did I not notice that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. But other than that, like, I, I will say I do like Oliver Reed in this film. Like, He's the only character I like, and the fact that he had like certain funny moments, being this old disheveled gladiator, uh, and then even trying to find connection with Russell Crowe's character, saying like, "Yeah, we believe in Caesar's Caesar's hopes and message." Like I knew him, and Russell Crowe's like, "You knew him? Well, he he touched my shoulder once." <laughs> I was like, "Wow, he actually went there. <laughs> That's good." And then I agree with Rick, like how it did feel like a TV movie in a certain way, because I think this movie also pushed like a lot of the swords and sandal genre, as it says on Wikipedia. And most definitely, I do remember this like almost being like everything came to the Spartacus Blood and Sand series, even though that was after right. Gladiator, but it did feel which that was after 300. After 300 also. <laughs> we got another one. Yeah. yeah. So it did have that vibe to it of like, okay, so we could see where all these films took off of this kind of penultimate film. And yeah, Joaquin Phoenix's performance did overshadow Russell Crowe's like, performance throughout the whole film. Um, definitely the whole like incestuous angle. Uh, between him wanting his sister, I was just like, dude, I know it's Rome and everything else, but come on, stop it. I, uh, uh. How can we make him more slimy and, and evil? <laughs> like, yeah, you check want to that fuck box. your sister. You want to fuck your sister. <laughs> stop it. The nitpicks. Definitely the CGI tigers and a little bit of the CGI. And then finding out that they wanted to make a sequel to this. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where apparently he was supposed to sort of come back and it was supposed to be like this fantasy. I read there was something like that, apparently. What? The son. The, the, the son. Oh. oh, yeah. The son was supposed to be actually his son. But there yeah. was even like something in Wikipedia that said that he was supposed to come back, but then it was like fantasy. And I was oh, like, oh, God. Why? That was, yeah. That was one of the ideas that was floated, but nobody ever really took that seriously. Yeah. What is about the son grown up? <laughs> right? least, of all, least of all, Russell Crowe. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like going, no effing way, man. Yeah. And then I even read that apparently Mel Gibson was a choice to be <laughs> Maximus at one point. I'm like, wow, this would have been a totally different movie if, if we had Mel Gibson as and then we're having I'm like, okay. But I think those are my nitpicks because just again, meme culture killed these films for me, but it did yeah, not yeah. deter my But you experience. enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. I definitely enjoy these movies. Right, copy that. Tony. Um, well, again, this is another one I haven't seen in forever. And to be honest, I've watched an hour and a half of it and I forgot it was like that long. So I didn't get to see the rest of it. But I do remember how it ended. So okay. that's okay. Do you remember? Um, I was thinking, like you said about the CGI, I was watching and I thought, yeah, you know, it's it for the time it's good, but yeah. uh, it didn't bother me that much. I was just thinking about like what it would be like to be there back then, 
and see the Coliseum and like you know the things they did with it back then. Right. And then I, I always compare like, what if I was one of those guys? Like I'd be dead, you know. <laughs> I'd be the guy that pissed himself and then like got killed. I have no faith in myself <laughs> when it comes to that. You would took you would taken them all out, Tony. You Come still got to believe. I would have hulked out. That's and, right. Uh, That's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I remember seeing this back in the day, and, and I'm I, and even back in, in the commercial for this, I remember how the the tiger looked a little. It looked a little. You can tell it's not there. It's excusable. What are you going to do? They try. Um, but I do like Maximus. Um, I like the very beginning battle for some reason. I like how they it reminded me of like William Wallace and them coming out <laughs> in a way. But uh, you know that that battle was pretty vicious as well. But then the whole gladiator thing. I forgot. I forgot about that where they came out on those. What are those things called? Chariots, the chariots, yeah. chariots, yeah. those, and I was like, "Oh shit!" The, I forgot about the wheels on there and everything. And then, like, I, I was—it was as if I was watching that battle for the first time again. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! This is awesome!" And then he's like bringing them all together. And um, um, later on, I remember getting upset when Brachus dies. You know, and um, yeah, and Ralph I Fuller, the big dude, right? Yeah, but I call the him Brachus. Guy? I call him yeah. Brachus. That, that's the best too. Yeah. Um, and I remember how you know how it ended with him getting his revenge on us. I, I I felt so good seeing him get killed. The um, how do you Joaquin. say his name? Joaquin. 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 Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. Um, it was so good to see him. Get and I never thought back then like I I would back then I wouldn't have gone to a movie to see him like a you know a theater to see him but now I would. It's yeah. crazy. Like yeah. he's such a good actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess he's a great actor back then too, because he, he's like you said, slimy. That's such a good word for him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and then the other one was like that. That gift. Um, I don't know. I, I I do like the movie. I I thought it was good, but I I don't think it compares anything to Braveheart. To be honest, I've watched Braveheart so many times. I've seen Gladiator maybe two, three times in my life. And a half, apparently. Right, right. But yeah, that's okay. all. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, quick question: um, Storyline wise, mm-hmm. this it works, um, mm-hmm. and everybody wanted to see Caesar die. But does this is 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 everyone okay with this scene? With the fighting, I mean, just the setup. You really think this guy? Yeah, exactly. Would have really risked his no. life no. for for no, it I just it was like, yeah, like like storyline wise, like it it makes sense, right? We want to see the villain die. He he doesn't want he doesn't want Maximus to be a martyr, right? He wants them to love him. So storyline wise, it works. It just I I don't know for this scene kind of I, bothered I, me. It always kind of bothered yeah. me. I was like. I don't think he would have put himself at risk. In no. reality, the not first time that. he saw who it was, he would have done that. Not only that, the, the point is that the whole thing is ridiculous because, again, it's like watching a hell, it's like watching me and Frank fight. And that <laughs> Frank is a young man. Pay for that. Who knows Kung Fu, <laughs> and I'm an old bearded guy. So it's like to have the emperor go up against the gladiator, it's just like, we, it's a fait accompli. It's nonsense. It's like, I, mean, I get it. He injured him. You want, you know, I get that. Champion. But... 
to go up against yeah. the gladiator. That would have been something. But it's a just, you know, from wrestling, Jax, you know, right. you, get, you get a monster against a little... Yeah. What, what, little was that the Sven fight? The Sven-Tiger fight? I guess that's what that what you trying to do maybe there? It, get, it, get the big guy to fight him? It was... It, but the one good thing about the sequence is that it puts us in a position of the Roman audience. Mm. Because the Roman audience, you know, kill him, kill him, wanted right. blood. By the way, I visited the Roman Colosseum, and I'm telling you, the energy there is not pleasant. <laughs> it is not pleasant at all. I mean, I, you know, thanks to the Kung Fu training and stuff like that, I usually can pick up vibes, yeah. even if you're sensitive as a human at all. Right. Get close to the Colosseum in Rome. It's kind of like I, uh, I'm going to the, I'm going to the fountains. You got a bad vibe, huh? Interesting. There's Jax, there you go, oh, Jax. You got to visit the Coliseum now. You'll, you'll. Oh, I know. Spirit. I need to. Jax will meet all the ghosts. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> oh, I missed the super chat. Uh, Goji, thanks, Goji, for supporting the channel. He's a fan of both movies, and I missed one more. Hold on one second, and we'll move on here. Go, oh, Goji again. Oh, thanks again, my friend. There we go. He said there was no comp. There, there was competition in 2000, but only 40 percent of the movies could stand up to that year. All right, so he's a fan. All right, let's keep it going here, Frank. So you know, I've been a really Scott fan ever since I saw Blade Runner. I I would always, um, you know, despise my friend when I was a kid, and they were showing both ET and Blade Runner in Hong Kong, and I said, I want to go see Blade Runner, and my friend said, No, I want to go see ET. You can go see ET with me. So we ended up seeing ET instead of Blade Runner. So luckily, I was able to see Blade Runner in a big theater in in New York's uh, Siegfeld Theater when they reshow it. So so that that redeems us. So I'm okay with it. But ever since I saw Blade Runner, I said I'll make a point of seeing every single Ridley Scott movie in the theater. So I saw this in the theater back when it came out. Very impressed. I like the storyline. Uh, you know, as a Western and martial arts fan, this is like a you know, it reminds me a lot of the story element in the Western and in martial arts. You know, he, he, uh, you know, it came down in the end. I mean, I, I yeah, the middle battle sequence, the, the chariot sequence, that's amazing. The opening battle is is amazing. I think the opening. I saw Rick shaking his head already, <laughs> but anyway, because again, um, I saw Ben Hur. Right. I. I well, okay. I didn't see Ben Hur in the theater. Right. I understand. <laughs> I understand. What I'm saying is, like, the opening battle sequence is yeah. so well done. It just takes you in, you know took you immediately into the movie's world you know it, it gets you into this world of you know ancient rome so and i like i agree with everybody who said yeah it takes you know, like you at the coliseum when when and when those you know sequences happen you feel like you were there you know cg were limited yes but they had to make do with what they could at that time yeah i i really like how they did it. i mean i have no idea that like half of all of the reads you know uh, uh scenes were cgi I didn't find out until much later. I knew he died, and I just thought that he did. He filmed all of his scenes. I had no idea that he only did so little, and then they have to use CGI to to you know, recreate him. I thought that was really amazingly done. Um, Joaquin Phoenix definitely still the show. You know, he's not a cardboard um, villain like Braveheart. You know, like the king, and 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 he gets his comeuppance, so to speak. You know, in and Braveheart, you, you thought, well, I ho hopefully, you know, you're hoping that Wallace will kill the king, you know, what, what have you. But of course, that you know, that didn't turn out that way. But here, you know, you get to see them fight in a sort of duel to the death at the end. So, you know, like I said, in, in terms of a storyline that's similar to Western and martial art, you know, that that's satisfying to me. I didn't feel that, you know, that the 
the sequences after the chariot sequence let me down. Um, oh, something in my mind I just forgot. Oh, and also I love Spartacus, so this reminded me of Spartacus. This is like a you know a little bit more you know a more refined, more sophisticated way uh, version of Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. Yeah, I'm yeah. Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. <laughs> And you know it's really Scott. I mean, beautiful cinematography, right? Beautiful color, beautiful sets, beautiful production design. I do agree that compared to Braveheart, it is, you know, it doesn't have that much heart in Gladiator as compared to Braveheart. You know, it, I, 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 I agree. You know, even even though I just saw Braveheart a few hours ago, I was mighty impressed by it. But you know, um, I was impressed with Gladiator too. I, I thought it was very well done. Um, and you know it, it's one of really Scott's better movies, and and yeah, All right. really really not a lot of nitpicking here. Yeah, copy that. All right, Jax. Okay, so this movie for sure, I I've seen in the past because I saw it, I think like a year later when it came out. Remember back in the days when we used to like um, you know steal cable? Okay, so my brother had the extra box. <laughs> <laughs> so, and at that time now. I'm actually glad I rewatched it because not only was it nostalgic feelings coming back, but it just reminded me like, I don't know, I felt more like a kid. So you got to remember. So I'm trying to also give like my adult point of view. And then I, I can't help but be drawn back to the little kid because I was 12, <laughs> watching, supposedly watching my two year old nephew. And I did not do a good job. I don't know what he was doing, but you know what? He turned out great. <laughs> he turned out great. So that's why I never really finished watching Gladiator that much but i remember a lot of iconic pieces so finally when i like rewatched it it made me like it even more but um it, i kind of biased but you know like it's what you guys were saying joaquin phoenix kind of stole the show and i actually really liked him more mm -hmm. and yeah. i could kind of relate to his situation with his dad being an asshole because my dad was kind of like that too talking down to us especially me because i'm the only girl so i was like oh my god i feel for this guy and then i tell myself yeah now if i was in money and power i'll probably do the same shit to the old man too i told myself <laughs> so i really felt for his characters like he tried but i understand too the old man what he was saying is like nah he's not good for this so I, I understood, like, I was understanding both ways and everything. So I de definitely agree with you guys that he <clears> stole <throat> the show. And I just didn't know how to say it either because it's like I kind of wanted to say it, but I didn't know how. So but one of my favorite villains has to be one of my favorite villains. And, yeah, I nice. know people were creeped out by the incense stuff. But, honey, if you look back into history, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, if you look back yeah. into history, yeah. <laughs> and also I'm – just more into like Greek stuff. I mean, I grew up on Hercules and Xena and the yeah. Greek and Roman stuff. Yeah. I love 300. I haven't seen the second one yet. Nobody spoil it for me. I still need to watch that. You don't and, have to. And then it's like, and then I'm pagan and I'm more on the Hellenistic side and I worship Ares, the god of war. So yeah, it's just right. um that is just it, it might be a little biased now that i'm saying it now that i'm making more sense but i also enjoy the fact that you know the fighting scenes um it wasn't that bad for cgi because i've seen some cgi fight scenes it's like wow okay it's just cgi so um but i thought they were great and i was going to say the same thing with the woman getting chopped in half and i think what i liked especially in those days is how they actually did add like 
female like warriors because you got to remember the romans were different than the greeks so i'm kind of glad that i mean they didn't really concentrate on it but i'm kind of glad they put that in there so i really like that and i didn't mind the tiger scenes again might because of my 12 year old nostalgia because that's the first thing i remember where the tiger is just coming out and that's why i wanted to see it which is so funny i i what i've learned i've come to watching these movies braveheart is more about war um gladiator is more about intimate fighting kind of scenes i've come to notice a pattern now after watching these movies i think what it is i'm just drawn more to the intimate fighting scenes than a war movie because i've seen saving private ryan in high school because they made us watch it great movie but it's not my movie so do you understand so i think that's why i graduate go more towards gladiator because of that i like how he was commanding it like it was an army i like how he won the respect and i like watching characters like that where they kind of think of you as nothing but then you actually like price them like look now bitch you're gonna listen to me so i like stuff like that um again back with the child acting the kid was not that bad i mean he wasn't great like the other kids but the way i see it you don't annoy the fuck out of me we're good <laughs> so i think you're a great actor so um but other than that, I thought like a lot of the characters were great. But yeah, Hansel, Hansel's character was was good in the movie as well. The actor, but Hansel. it's like you said, like Joaquin Phoenix kind of overshadowed the whole thing. And now that we talk about like, do you believe he would win? No, but I think I think it's like the reason what convinced me is like we all saw him injure him, so I I knew for sure he was not going to go in as a clean fight. And the way I thought is like, well, he has all these soldiers around him, so if you know if Russell Crowe tries to like kill him then obviously the soldiers are going to come in to save you know that's what i was thinking my mentality the whole time i was like yeah no he's not gonna like i didn't even think he was gonna get killed to tell you the truth i thought the soldiers were gonna come in so that mm. part kind of surprised me a little bit especially because that general that was right there yeah um, was like the one who backstabbed yeah. russell crowe so i was like oh okay i wasn't expecting that part yeah but and a great the great part about this movie no love story i mean yeah family love but it wasn't dwelled out the whole time you know what i mean we didn't need an hour on that it was five minutes it was great loved it and to conclude this i just tell my i it reminded me because i always told myself if i get cursed with a child i'm going to name my kid after maximus <laughs> and i'm still i still stick to this this day i don't care if it's a female or male the, the name max is both so <laughs> you know if i get cursed with a child you all know the name of my kid so Right. We'll just be like, you're Jax's kid, aren't you? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear you. You actually cut off. What was that? Uh, I, I said, if we meet him, we're like, you're, Matt, you're Jax's kid, aren't you? Awesome. <laughs> we're going to know. We're going to know. <laughs> All right. Copy that. So we got some fans here for Gladiator. That's awesome. All right. Um, was Was everyone okay with this scene? Did we need the five-minute, ten-minute monologue? I liked, I liked, I liked how this, like, well, Jax pointed out the the general and the soldiers are like, no, don't throw him a sword. He's calling for a sword. Don't throw him a sword to Caesar. I like that. And then he, you know, because he's, they recognize he's a coward and, and, you know, Caesar gets his and he's dead. And then Maximus falls over. He dies. And then his spirits go to meet his family spirits. I like that. I think they should have just ended it right there. Maybe he zoomed out and have them carry him out. I think that would have been a nice ending. Uh, I think I the know. main reason the, the, they had her the do ten, a speech was yeah, because a, remember the, put, the king put, liked her yeah, better than his own put, son. Put the bow on it, and this is right. You know, let's 
Let's wrap up the story with a nice bow. That's why that scene was there. But I don't know. Every time this scene comes on, this just reminds me of like, you know, if I could change, you could change. Everybody <laughs> can change. You know, it's just one of those, you know, as much as I love Rocky Four, the speech scene is like, oh, can we can we speed through that? Anyway, that's just I'm just wrong with that in Rocky Four. I know I love Rocky Four, but it's just one of those. It's one of those. I don't know. know Uh, Anyway, uh, but yeah, both great movies. Oh, quick fun fact before we vote here. So I used to be anti widescreen. I don't begin to understand the black bars on the TV. I used to be that guy. Right? Blasphemy. When Braveheart came on a, on cassette, double cassette, ooh, I went to Best Buy, ran over, grabbed it, picked it up, ran in line. I was in line like, oh, yeah, I got Braveheart. Wee. Blood, gore, woo. And then I looked down, and I saw the evil word, widescreen. I was like, no. I ran back and grabbed the pan and scan full screen version. Came back in line. Woo, yeah. Fuck those black bars. Woo. Went home. Put it in. And if, if this doesn't sum up Samurai, your boy, if this doesn't sum me, sum me up right here, I was like, hey, you couldn't see the guy stab through the junk and the sword came off the guy's ass on the other side. What the fuck is this? Because <laughs> he stabs through the guy and it comes out the guy's ass. You couldn't see it in full screen. That's what changed my mind with white screen. <laughs> I went back, took it back. And bought the widescreen version. And then I was like, yes, there it is. And all its gory glory. Yay. That's what changed my mind. If that doesn't sum up your boy right there, thought that'd be a funny story to tell. But yeah, I want to see all of the violence in the gore, goddammit. But yeah, it's time to vote. And actually, this whole time of verses, I've been having fun watching the comments. And the highlights. Chat is is going back and forth. Gladiator, braver, gladiator, braver. This is great. This is great. All right. I'm going to vote last on this one. Let's go with Tony. Who you got? Braveheart or Gladiator? Thumbs up, Braveheart. Thumbs down, Gladiator. Oh, oh. Wow, look at that. Oh, shit. All right. All right. We got one for Brave. Oh, I meant I was going to do the thing and then. Yeah. 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 I, <laughs> I could have went thumbs down, even though that meant I meant I got yeah. Gladiator. I know. But yeah. Braveheart. Braveheart. All right. Braveheart for Tony. Frank. This was a tough one. I didn't expect to like Braveheart that much, you know, because I just saw it, you know, a couple of hours ago. But I mean, you know, they have, you know, they have great moments, but they still have flaws that kind of not sit well with me. And Gladiator, you know, I'm a Ridley Scott fan. I admit it. You know, I love his visuals. I like his craftsmanship. I think, you know, Gladiator with all its flaws is a, you know, in terms of craftsmanship, is a very well made film. And you know, visual. Sorry. <laughs> Good, Frank. Go I, ahead. I felt that one. <laughs> Good, Frank. And if we do this like five years from now, I, I I might change my mind. But for now, I think I still have to go with Gladiator. All right. It's just it's, it's just nostalgia and also the fact that yeah. I saw it in the theater and all you know all that up. But you know, Braveheart, I just saw it. Maybe ten years, five years from now, I might change my mind. <laughs> it's, right. it's a great film. I'm you all know, right. I'm, yeah. All right. Copy that. Gladiator for Frank. Rick. Yeah, you're never wrong. When you know we're very lucky that we get whatever we choose will be right, it'll be fine. But yeah, again, for personal reasons, Gladiator for me, I had grown up, I'd forgotten, I had seen every Gladiator movie prior to Gladiator, and so when I saw Gladiator craftsmanship aside, I mean, nowadays it's kind of like 
you have to work really hard not to do a decent movie, looking movie. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Ridley Scott as well, but I also know that he's a derivative filmmaker and that he stands on the shoulders of greater filmmakers. And, uh, all, I mean, all of my favorite Ridley Scott films are, there are prior films that I saw where he got his film from. And it's, I find it's a lot easier to make a good movie based on previous films rather than going off and doing something original of your own. Um, so you already know what I'm voting for. Uh, All right. Braveheart for Rick. Copy that. Oh, we got a quick super chat. Uh, thanks again, Goji, for supporting the channel. He, says he didn't watch great, great, uh, Gladiator and Braveheart until he was seven or eight years old. He wasn't even alive when the movies came out. We have a youngling here. Uh, but he enjoys Gladiator. Awesome, Goji. Thank you for that. All right, Jax. Gladiator. All right. <laughs> Straight to the point, Gladiator. Right. I thought you were going to say Troy, Brad Pitt. So I'm, I'm on. What is that? That's no, your boy. Come on. I thought you were going to sneak it in just for fun. Nah, Troy. Even I'll admit Gladiator is better than Troy. Troy is for simple, perverted reasons why I like Troy. It's like I know it's beyond not history historically accurate yeah, yeah, i yeah, like yeah. it more for perverted reasons so right. <laughs> okay there's like 300 <laughs> right i like Brad. all right <laughs> kyle go ahead who you got so i'm going with, right now go ahead I'm going with the fact that oliver reed was awesome and gladier and the fact that we got to see a lot of joaquin phoenix basically stealing the show in gladiator but the side fact is, every time he was on screen, I kept hearing in the back of my mind going, Stepbrother, what are you doing? Stepbrother, what are you doing? Anytime got closer to his sister. Every time that happened, I was like, thank you, meme culture, for ruining this movie. I'm going with Braveheart. All right. So you go for Braveheart. All right. Copy that. All right. <laughs> Who am I going to vote for? Who is going to win? Oh. Freedom! <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a prop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Authentic William Wallace sword, baby. Equal height and everything. So wow. today on Versus, Braveheart gets it. All what right. Is, what did the, the internet vote for? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm going to play that right now. This is probably in the history of Versus. This is the closest the internet has voted for. Check this out. This is like the closest ever in history. Yo. Oh, Look it at that. 50 the other day. I know, right? Yeah. That was look how close that is. It's never usually that close. It's usually one is destroys the other pretty, yeah. pretty, yeah. pretty if, easily. If Sophie Marceau is the film more, I probably would have voted for Braveheart. <laughs> I thought you were going to vote for Braveheart at first. I need yeah. time to absorb it, you know what I mean? Because I just saw it, right? I yeah. Saw it. Yeah. No, it's awesome. It make, makes things interesting, mixes it up when you choose the other movies. So that's awesome, Frank, that you like Usually that. the newer film wins as well. So yeah, usually. that's why I'm very surprised. Yeah. I'm very surprised. Well, this was fun. Another badass episode of Versus. Awesome having Jax be the Ripper here, representing Gladiator. That's Ooh. right. Oh, yeah. And make sure you go to her channel and subscribe if you love metal and hard rock and all kinds of awesome music. And she'll be just for fun. She'll throw some movie stuff on there just for fun. Uh, head over there, subscribe to Mr. Tony of the Dead Son. Oh yeah, that's right. 
Keep an eye out for Night Watch. Kyle, that's right. Check out the trailer this now Sunday. and join us Sunday, baby. Oh, Night Watch this Party. This Sunday will be released. That's right. It will be released Sunday. Exclusives will be shown here, 4 o'clock on Sunday. And the Master Remaster. That's right. Frank Jang, follow him. That's right. Go out in there and buy them 88 films, Eureka, all that good stuff. Well, go USA. And you know, you know your boy, Rick Myers. That's right. Follow him. Information to follow his action autopsy podcast is in the description box below. I'd like to thank all you badasses for watching. Stay tuned for the next verses and uh, join me tomorrow at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time, not 6 tomorrow. Vincent Lynn will be here Ooh. hanging out with us. Badass martial artist. He's the Renaissance man. This guy's done everything. He's, he's a phenomenal human being, and he'll be hanging out with us tomorrow. So join us then. Until then, keep watching movies. I'll see you badasses next time. Take care, guys.